Football is around the corner, and we are ramping it up over here on the Ringer NFL feed in the month of August. Every week, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you not one, but two extra point takens. That's right. Double the trouble as we predict, debate, and analyze our way through camp and the preseason every Monday and Friday. But that is not all. Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Wednesday. We'll talk about everything in the world of the NFL. And who knows? Maybe Steven will even have something nice to say about your favorite squad. Though, frankly, I wouldn't count on it. Subscribe to The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow The Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's The Ringer NBA Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. answer i'm sirid sohi joined as always by michael pina um back from summer vacation we finally have some real basketball to talk about uh the fiba world cup is starting on friday at some ungodly hour that is you know probably local time in in the philippines where they by the way um are, are playing basketball in like what is going to what is like the largest indoor arena ever in manila and it was very recently constructed. And I think that's just going to be fantastic. You know, like basketball craze, Philippines. I don't know if like if there's a place that can fill like a 55,000. So is this the largest arena like ever? Indoor arena ever? Or just in the Philippines? Well, h- how many people could they fit in the Coliseum? Are we going history or are we going... Should we rank... Should we just rank... Well, Arenas I don't think the, in did, all did, time did the Coliseum have like a a roof? Was it a dome? I don't think so. Oh, it wasn't so, a dome. No, no, it wasn't that, a dome. That would, so that's out. No, yeah, it probably count. also didn't actually fit fifty thousand people because like there just weren't that many people back then. So you wouldn't need that many that much space. In an no. Arena, <laughs> 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 I feel like we we haven't recorded an episode in a very long time. But we just saw each other. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, you know, the chemistry is just obviously flowing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're we're a lot like Team USA. Actually, I think we're a lot like Team Canada 
it was like these guys have been playing with each other for like three years um which is i think one of the reasons that andrew wiggins is not playing because he would not commit for the full uh three years before before the paris (laughs) olympics but yeah no i think things are really flowing between us but i guess you know on another level if you look at it we only started podcasting together recently so maybe we're more like a ty halliburton austin reeves sort of thing where like I don't know. I I like to dominate the ball, but you're kind of like you're you're a good assistant usage guy, like 100%. probably like you know one of the top guys in the, at the ringer in, in passes too. That's totally what I'm known for. Yeah, mm-hmm. big assist guy. Love to set everybody up. Big playmaker. Um, that was a really good segue, by the way, into FIBA basketball, which is what we're going to be talking about today, right? Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking. We're going to be doing a little preview of the upcoming tournament we're going to talk team usa we're going to rank some of the best players uh we're going to talk about some of the teams that we think could surprise uh this is going to be it's an interesting year right like uh team usa is not really a favorite uh once again they've sent like the the younger squad uh but unlike previous years they've done a really good job of picking the right guys um, there was like a Trey Young did a podcast a little while ago where he was talking about how he would have loved to be invited, kind of suggesting that he was snubbed. Um, but if you look at like the makeup of this roster, I don't know if he's the type of player who would necessarily fit like the highest volume sort of bravado shooter guy that they have is Anthony Edwards, who is, you know, proving that he deserves to have that spot. And you just wrote about all this really well on the ringer.com how the roster makes so much sense they like a lot of guys just know how to play with other players without the ball with the ball both ends and yeah Trey Young no go I don't think this is John Morant's tournament for a variety of reasons but John Morant is not really a Team USA player, I think, under this program. That's not the type of player. I just always equate Trey and Ja. I think they're very similar. So when you said Trey, I, oh, I thought of Ja. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, let's just let's just talk about that instead. First of all, um, <laughs> Ty, Ty, <laughs> that was very Ty Halliburton of you to mention that I wrote an article on The Ringer. So just really playing into it, and I love that. Um, I actually think that Edwards is sort of like he was like the understudy for John Morant in a way, you know, like if John Morant was available, I think he'd be on this team. I think he'd be invited. Um, I think he has probably, I I don't know. I I think he has a much more similar game to Anthony Edwards than he does to Trey Young. He's very explosive. He's a great passer. He's not like incredibly ball dominant. He plays alongside a whole bunch of guys who, you know, he, that, like he's probably he's probably somewhere in between those guys, but I think he falls more in the Anthony Edwards camp. And I think that if you did put him in this setting, he would have done pretty well. And you know, but now now it's, that's not necessarily the case. So I think we're having a different conversation about Edwards than I thought we would be having this summer, uh, considering how he played in the playoffs versus how he's playing now. But this is just like this is really this is really incredible stuff from him and you know i think this is probably like let's should we get into your rankings yeah i thought it would be a good idea to kind of anchor our fiba um world cup tournament preview by ranking the 10 best players just in the entire uh tournament on 
FIBA rules, so not mm-hmm. NBA rules is how I did it because I think that that would be much more fun. Um, and I think my my top 10 is, uh, well, first of all, it's really interesting just who is there and who isn't there. You know, obviously, Nicole Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, Jamal Murray, just some of the best players in the world are not playing for, for various reasons. Like, you can name anyone on Team USA who is not on this team, but will be in Paris in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um so just a different cast of characters and just a, a lot more talent um, available that isn't there. But I I still feel like my list is, uh, you know, interesting, a little spicy, um, maybe a little controversial. So uh, why don't we just jump in? I'll give you my 10th best player in the entire tournament, I think. Um, and it's Jalen Brunson. And... Jalen Brunson, I feel like, had some hype as a potential, you know, MVP of the tournament. Incredible, coming off the incredible postseason run. Uh, he's awesome, really feisty. You wrote in your column about how he makes a lot of sense in this team because even though he's undersized and, um, you know, had a pretty high usage, I would say, with the Knicks last year and was clearly like there go-to scorer in the playoffs and their best player um, and their number one offensive option. He also has a lot of, you know, he's familiar taking a, a, a secondary role. He, I think you said that he likes to, he, he's able to nibble around the edges when he was Luka Doncic's teammate. And so he just makes sense as a complimentary piece around maybe more talented players. I don't know if that's so, super controversial to say about him, but I had him number 10. I just, I, you know, love his game, love. I mean, he's potentially going to be an all-star next season. Could have been an all-star last year. Could have been all NBA last year. Awesome player. So I have him number 10. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. It felt like going into the tournament and in the exhibition games that Jalen Brunson was supposed to kind of be captain America. He was supposed to be the leader of this team. He's one of the older guys on the team. This is a very young Team USA, by the way. I think mm-hmm. Bobby Portis is the oldest player. And by the way, like... Incredible stuff. Know, <laughs> 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 I just... I, I didn't know how much I missed just like seeing his eyes wide open, like mouth agape in shock. I just love that Bobby Portis face, especially in August, you know, like we're so starved for the NBA. Uh, it was, yeah, his Bobby Portis is awesome. Shout out to him. Um, really great insurance in case Paulo Bancaro can't play a small ball five, which I think is just such an interesting Korean <laughs> wrinkle. And I, by, by the way, man, Steve Kerr is just on one. I'm right, trying to get like he was he was trying to get Anthony Edwards to come off the bench. Did you see this today? Uh, I did not. That is so, that is wild. <laughs> so, so Anthony Edwards like was being, so Kerr was basically like yeah you know like Dwayne Wade came off the bench for Kobe Bryant, um, and Edwards was like cool. There's no Kobe on this team. Yeah, there's you're no Kobe to get on this squad, bro. <laughs> you're trying to get him to come off the bench for Cam Johnson. <laughs> it was like, dude, man, he's just... Steve Kerr is in his bag right now. He's absolutely in his bag right now. <laughs> uh, back to your, back to, your Brun- uh, to, to Brunson at number t- 10. I, th- I think that's a good pick. Um, yeah, he's... Well, he had, a, he, he had a really good game against Spain. Um, 
when Team USA just couldn't get it going with their half-court offense. And I think he's going to be really important in those moments just because of the way that he can attack mismatches. Uh, but I also, like, I do think that, like, the FIBA rules probably hurt him because it is such a pass-first game. And I think that this team just has has better passers than him. Which is why my number nine is Tyrese Halliburton. Just, is he the best... He might be the best passer in the tournament. Is that? Yeah, I feel like this is low. I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of like the biggest Halliburton fan. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe at the ringer. Uh, but I don't, I don't know, actually. I feel like that's kind of saying that you're like in like the, the top 1% of Spotify <laughs> listeners among bisexuals. It's just like, yo, like you gotta, you gotta stay humble. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> I will let you. I'll, I'll let you finish your point about Halliburton, uh, but I'm not. I would never dis- disagree about anything that says that he's absolutely a stud. Yeah, he's great. Um, I mean, his game speaks for itself. Everyone knows what he can do. And last year, you know, he got the super max or the max rookie extension for a reason. It was a no brainer. Um, I'm really interested by the fact that. Uh, the three point line is obviously a little closer and this will, you know, I think affect a few other players in my rankings, but Halliburton is just, you know, can create space for himself from just about anywhere. He's got the step back, the mm-hmm. sidestep, uh, insane floater makes decisions in the air as well as basically any point guard in the league and can play with anyone. Like he's so unselfish throws it ahead to start fast breaks, um, can run pick and roll. He's just, he's just such a great talent. And so, um, if you're talking about guards and, uh, unselfish setup men besides myself, who unfortunately couldn't make it to the Philippines, um, Tyrese Halliburton's right there in that conversation. Oh, you're load managing for 2024, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, you, you won the, you won, you personally won the championship too. So it was a really long season for you. <laughs> it was. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the other thing too, is that like on, on this particular team, because they do struggle in the half court a little bit as a kind of, I mean, I, th- I think they'll kind of find their legs and it seems like they they're getting there. Uh, but having a guy like Halliburton just to push the ball, especially like, you know, you got like Jaron Jackson blocking shots all over the place. These guys are going to get a ton of stops. They're going to get a ton of rebounds. Uh, the more they can just use their athleticism. I know it's like a cliche Team USA thing, just like run other teams over. But like, if you have it, use it. And yeah, he's he's a great fast break guy. Um, how do you think that the shorter three-point line is going to impact uh, Rudy Gobert? So I saw he hit a three in this tournament in an exhibition already, which I love. Love when Rudy shoots threes. Um, were you talking defensively or offensively? Oh, no, I was. that was what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rudy, I don't want to spoil where Rudy is just yet on my okay. list, but he is in the top ten. And it's for a different reason with the rule change. So I guess we'll get to that when we get to that. But um, yeah, I love Rudy and I want Rudy to shoot a lot of threes. And I feel like the shorter three point line encourages guys who, um, you know, don't have a lot of range to get a little, get a little spicy, get a little adventurous, ambitious. Um, So yeah, shout out to Rudy. I'm I'm really looking forward to watching him, and I have more to say about him in a couple minutes. Okay. All right. Who's next? 
Larry Markkinen. Uh, just, you know, I feel like you could honestly, if people are upset about that, then like you could flip, flip Lowry with Halliburton or Jalen Brunson. I don't really see a huge argument. I just like his size. Um, obviously a big who was really, really good off the ball for the Utah Jazz. They play a really Euro friendly style of basketball offensively. Uh, and you just when it, when you have range like he does and an ability to get shots off from deep like yeah the three point line being in certainly helps someone like that and not a lot of talent around him so he'll probably stand out and do big numbers for as long as um, Finland is uh, playing competitive basketball but yeah I just I love Lowry and love where he's at and seems to like play with a lot of confidence on this team. So, um, yeah, shout out to him. And he comes in at number eight. Yeah, there's certain international players, I feel like even historically, where once they start playing for their national team, it's like they turn into a completely different guy. And that's probably unfair to Markkinen. But I think, like, the other thing is, like, part of the reason that I think Utah plays the style that they play is because Will Hardy watched marking in in Eurobasket and was like, how do we unlock this dude? Right. Um, and I'm kind of wondering, like, that's, that's another thing that I'm kind of curious to see if there's another guy who sort of unlocks a new part of his game or like, you know, that's the kind of one of the cool things about the rules being different is that you get to see players in a slightly different context, but it's still a similar enough game in international rules that it can inform, who they could be as NBA players. And like, I don't know, is there anybody that you think could potentially benefit from that? I just think that being, I mean, he was the guy for sure um, on Utah last season, but just having the confidence to like clearly be the best player and the go-to shot maker and the guy who the offense really revolves around. Um, can only help you go into a season as it did last year, um, as he's talked about many times. But I think like one of the other rule changes, obviously that everyone knows about with FIBA is the goaltending rule and offensive interference and how, you know, once the ball hits the rim, you can knock it away. So I have a lot of value on rim protectors and there's also no, um, three second violation. So you can just kind of hang out in the paint, which is why Mm -hmm. I I like Rudy in this tournament, but a guy who will be interesting if he plays a lot, which I don't know how many minutes he'll ultimately um, see the floor, but Walker Kessler, uh, Larry's teammate, because he, I mean, he's on the team for a reason and he's one of the best shot blockers in basketball, one of the best rim protectors. And, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they deploy him if he has a meaningful role on this team. We'll see. I know playing small, playing with a lot of passers, cutters, shooters is kind of the way to win basketball games in this in this style. But uh, having a defensive presence like that, if he were to play and play really well with his skill set, then I think that that would be really interesting to see what he could do in, in year two and how it would kind of propel him forward. Yeah, that would be a really interesting one. I do think that there will be times that he gets some run, right? Like there are going to be like two Hernan Gomai to deal with at some point if, you, if the U.S. makes it far. Although I have questions about Spain after the exhibition. Like they, 
They lost to Canada. They lost to the U.S. Uh, Luca basically had them on their heels in like the first like seven minutes that he played before he got injured and came back in in their game. In their game, so um, they have one NBA player, right? Santi Aldama is the only NBA mm-hmm. player on Spain because yeah. people Ricky Rubio is not playing. Yeah, others are not playing. I guess it's just, <laughs> just Santi Aldama. <laughs> Yeah, the Gasol's retired. <laughs> uh, yeah, Serge Ibaka couldn't make it. Um, yeah, uh, Spain. I mean, eventually I, I want to have a conversation about the teams after I do this list, so we should maybe accelerate it. But I have no, like nothing to say about Spain, obviously. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, they have like a lot of pedigree and just like history of being one of the better international teams and programs. And maybe they have a bunch of people who I do, I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Obviously, they do because they have a whole basketball team. But I don't, I don't think that they're going to be a threat. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this isn't the time to say this, and I feel like uh, any fans of Spain that maybe listen to this probably already hate us for our ignorance <laughs> here, uh, but. Uh, you went to Lisbon. I went to Lisbon. We didn't overlap, but I went to Spain after I went to Lisbon. And I gotta say, man, Spanish history kind of boring. <laughs> not doing it for me. It's just you know, I w- after conquest, like they built a church over a mosque over a church over a mosque. Like, <laughs> I, I need a story. Tell me about the people. Like, I want to know the childhood trauma of like all these people who felt like they needed to to keep doing this. And it's just not, I don't know, maybe that's. So like you were saying, we, we both went to Lisbon. I just got back yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, beautiful country. Love Portugal. You were also there um, a couple weeks prior, like a week before I was there. And we both, we didn't overlap obviously, but we both went to a beautiful bookstore in Lisbon, mm-hmm. and you informed me that there's a puppet show that tells the entire history of the country in two minutes. So I assume that that was more entertaining than the rival puppet show of Spain that doesn't exist. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I felt I just um, I had a lot more fun in Lisbon than I had in Spain. Um, now, be, I, all of Europe loves Spain, so maybe I'm off base here. I haven't met a lot of people who've gone to Spain have been like, eh. Um, but I guess, you know, <laughs> I'm among them. I don't know. It was also, it was really hot. Um, maybe, but also Portugal was hot too. So everywhere. Just carve, carve your lane and own it. You know, yeah, you're, right. you're anti-Spain. Yeah, I didn't want, yeah, it was, I'm, 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 I'm anti-Spain. I'm, I'm pro Portugal. Um, I love all the statues that they have dedicated to, Ronaldo. I assume everyone in the statues. So, as 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 you guys can tell, I'm like really up on my history. I like have a lot of attention to detail when it comes to this stuff. Uh, so I'm an authority on the subject. Uh, but yeah, I just I thought Lisbon was so lively. Um, I love the people. It feels like a place where like I, it's not not necessarily quite as touristy. I also got lucky. I met some locals. And they just showed me around places that I never would have ended up going. So sometimes it's just that. Like I got to Spain and I was kind of like, I was tired too. Like, let's be able to get out of me. So you had the exact opposite experience because I 
was with my wife and one-year-old son. So I was not gallivanting around at all hours of the morning, checking out the wine bars. That was unfortunately not my experience, but I still had a blast, you know, pushing a stroller up hill. I never knew a, a city could be so hilly. Not the most accessible city. No, um, not stroller friendly. Uh, that was tough. I have... I've I've been back one day and I've already had multiple nightmares about that experience. But other than that, great, amazing stuff. No complaints. Love Portugal. Would go back. Um, speaking of Portugal, uh, the next player on my list is Brandon Ingram, and uh, <laughs> I. If this was an NBA list, I I think Ingram would be like top top four, top top five for me. Um, I just had to include him and I feel like he's a really good three point shooter and the long two could become a three and all that stuff. And he's, he's amazing, but he's also kind of like a ball dominant forward and it'll be interesting to see how he kind of sacrifices his game to blend in. But in terms of like pure talent and just, um, the Portuguese style of play that he, if there's, there's no Portugal um, connection with Brandon Ingram for anyone who's confused by me making this terrible joke. But oh, you could have. Oh, you. I would have honestly. That was like <laughs> you should have kept it going. It was. I it was like we got this like uh, pass from out of the corner, um, like one handed, whipped it through like three guys. Like that was the level of like needle thread. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brandon Ingram. Um, and uh, yeah, what's he coming here? I think seven, six, I think seven. Yeah, he's seven. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, any thoughts about Brandon Ingram? No, not Are you surprised team. that he's on the team? I, it, no, I, I'm not surprised that he's on the team just because of how talented he is. Um, and I think he will also have his time to shine when it comes to like attacking mismatches. Uh, he's got a lot of size too. Uh, but, and like, this is a team that lacks size. Like that's, that's going to be kind of like their biggest, or like, I guess like the, the, the players they actually play lack size. So, you know, if a guy like Brandon Ingram can play big, like it really plays into Steve Kerr's strategy. Um, but I don't know. It just like, it ha- he hasn't really, he hasn't really stuck out quite yet. Um, and that's not that surprising to me because I think to your point, his, uh, his style is much more conducive to NBA basketball. Yeah. My next guy is Rudy and we already kind of touched on him and all the ways that, I mean, he's just so familiar with this style of basketball playing for a team that, I mean, this is a different conversation, I think, but like France could be just an absolute powerhouse for a very long time in the Olympics and on the international stage. And, um, It'll be interesting to see if Rudy has a has a has a role in that. I don't know, um, but he's been around for a really long time. France has been really good for a really long time, and yeah, you talk about like the fact that he can just dominate the paint in ways that a three time defensive player of the year should. One of the best shot blockers ever. Um, so that's why I have him here. Uh, I don't think he's better than Brandon Ingram. I don't think he's better than Larry Markkinen. And I don't think he's better than Tyrese Hallett. I, I, I have to think about that harder, I think. But um, for this setting, I like Rudy right here. Yeah. Can you, like, I can't even imagine what it's going to look like in 2024 when, like, 
with the goaltending rules that you mentioned, you're going to have Victor Wembanyama and Rudy Gobert potentially on the floor at the same time, just like swatting shots away from the basket, pretty much like the second that they touch the rim. Like the like the the defensive field goal percent for the other teams is just going to be absolutely ridiculously low. So also, I might be wrong about this because I've been you know in Lisbon, but. Joel Embiid, uh, what's his status? Can he like is is there a chance that he'll play for France in the 2024 Olympics? I'm pretty sure, and he hasn't made a commitment to. He could play for the for Team USA or France, I believe, and he is not committed either way. Um, so that's something out there. I'm almost 100 percent positive about this. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he he has his. He can basically do free agency. Like, <laughs> like he could he could play for the U.S. Um, he could play for France, and he could play for, like man, like he could play for uh, for Cameroon, right? Yeah, but he's not gonna do that. I don't think. Okay, like <laughs> Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid front line is pretty enticing. Very true. Very true. Um. But if you had Wembenyama and Bede Gobert on a basketball team and they all played at the same time, that would be one of that. Just like I, yeah, I don't even know what to say. I'd watch it. It'd be great. A lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Jokic would still would still win. But, hey, um, there we go. There he is. He's back. We are so back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who do you have next? Uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Um, huge guy. Best. One of the best shooters in the tournament. And similar to Lowry Markinen playing on a team that, you know, it's basically like it's his squad and mm-hmm. he should be amazing. And I saw some moments, I think it was against Spain in his last game exhibition, where he just looked unstoppable for a stint and he can do that because he's one of the best offensive basketball players we've seen. So I'm interested to see his impact on the defensive end. That'll be, that'll be fun. Um, Interested is a good word to take a gander at. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) but I think offensively, like I wouldn't be surprised if he like had the points high in the entire tournament, um, single game points high. Um, He's, he's awesome. And, uh, can score inside and out and yada 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 he's he's amazing yeah he's basically designed to play in FIBA um just the way he stretches the floor and there's also it's kind of so Minnesota has five players playing five yeah Yeah. I think that's is that a high I think it's they might be tied with another team maybe OKC going off the top of my head here OKC has SGA Giddy who else uh Davis Bertans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Acquired Some other people. By I think they have five. All right. Dort. Did you say Dort? Oh, yeah, Dort. How could I forget Lou Dort? What am I doing? Seriously. Uh. So. Yeah, Minnesota is in a really interesting spot. Um. And we'll be talking about the third player, not Kyle Anderson. Shout out to Kyle Anderson, who I just. I I haven't read too much about why he's playing for China or how he's playing for China, but that's just an amazing flex for him, I suppose. And uh, love watching slow mo, one of my favorite players. So I just love like the transfer transfer portal vibes that we're kind of getting 
with uh with international play lately. It, it's it's interesting. Yeah. For sure. Like even towns like playing for <laughs> Dominican Republic for like the first time in a decade. It's good stuff. You love to see it. Love the competition. Love to see NBA players here regardless of where they're what team they're playing for. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man. I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. Okay, should I should I jump into the top four yeah, now? I think this might mm-hmm. be the spiciest. I don't know. Could be. But uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., is my number four. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's the reigning defensive player of the year. One of, uh, I just think like the, one of the generally more intriguing players, basketball players in the whole world. And his developmental track is something that I'm fascinated by. Uh, and just, as someone who, again, I feel like I'm a broken record saying this, but not a lights-out three-point shooter, but certainly a capable one, if you bring the distance in, like, great for him. But then also, best defender, one of the best defenders in the tournament, maybe the best, and can play small ball five when they need to. Like, I feel like he should be the closing center. I don't know, but... The thing that I kind of get hang up, hung up a little bit on with him, of course, is foul trouble and how referees call the game should be really interesting. He, there's only five personal fouls in FIBA games as opposed to six, but at the same time, every quarter is only 10 minutes long as opposed to 12. So I guess it all evens out for him. We'll see. Uh, but I love Jaron Jackson Jr. I think like he he's kind of like a critical player for them, honestly. Yeah, he's he's absolutely vital. Um, are you saying it was spicy because you put him really high? Yeah, was that not oh, spicy? He's unquestionably top four. 
Like he has to be. Okay. He has to be, right? Good. Like okay. I was Good. going back and forth between like, okay, is it is he gonna be number three? Like, is he potentially even as important as Edwards? Um it's like hypothetically, let's say you took Anthony Edwards off his team. Like as great as he he's been, we'll talk about him. Somebody else would fill that vacuum, you know, like Jalen Brunson would fill that vacuum. Brandon Ingram would fill that vacuum. There's a ton of that's kind of the thing with like all the scoring talent on on Team USA. Like there's just like it's it's an embarrassment of riches, even despite the fact that like, you know, this isn't like the best squad that Team USA could could put out there. But like somebody would have filled that gap, you know, like even Austin Reeves, man, like Austin Reeves just has so much. I'm him in him. I could see him just getting like <laughs> filling that vacuum. Uh, but w- w- if you lose Jaron Jackson, which like makes your foul trouble point really interesting, then like you're kind of playing more of an offense defense game with your rotations. And you're also like, you're also getting really small too. Like he can play curse style. Uh, his style of rim protection really serves them on the other end they can just play fast break after that um he rebounds the ball really well he has incredible size he can shoot and he's also like a really great dribble handoff guy like he plays really well off of the perimeter players as well and he can also attack mismatches in the post like he's just so interchangeable that i feel like he might be the single most important player on that team. Like if you lose him, I'm going to be really curious to see how they deal with foul trouble. I think it'll depend on like who the matchups are. Like, like you said, Walker Kessler could end up being really important. They're doing, you know, small ball with, with, uh, with Ben which I think that that's really interesting. I think it's like, this is just like a slight segue here. Like is a really interesting FIBA for Orlando Magic fans, like you're seeing Franz Wagner like be put into the situation, or Wagner be put into the situation where he is like really being asked to be a primary scorer in ways that you know he just has not always been like the most comfortable with consistently doing for Orlando. Even though I think like everybody would like to see it. Um, and then with Paulo, it's like, oh yeah, like what do you look at look like as a five? Like I'm. I'm really curious about that. Like, are you, can, can you be like the, the Draymond Green of the Pacific Islands for like two weeks? Um, and what does that mean for your future developmental track too? Cause like, he's kind of in that tweener area where like, you don't really know exactly like not that positions necessarily matter that much, but like if you can be interchangeable that way, that, that, that could be, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be, it's just gonna be an interesting, interesting run for the magic. When you said interesting run for the magic, I thought you were going to go down the Joe Ingles train and um, I was ready to have a big Joe Ingles conversation. I'm always ready because to have I just a big remember Joe Ingles he, conversation. Literally just remember that he plays for the Orlando Magic and signed one of the funniest contracts I've ever seen. Love Joe Ingles, but um, what a contract. Incredible stuff. By the way, I, I teased this, I think, before we started recording, but my favorite team non-team USA team to win it all is Australia. And I just realized that they don't have any of the top 10 players. Mm -hmm. They just have like a bunch of like sturdy, um, like, like great chemistry guys, NBA talent, um, technically, (laughs) um, athleticism, youth, they like have just like a lot of ingredients that I love. And, 
Australia's always just like really good in international basketball. Um, like Patty Mills is here, Joe Ingles, uh, Matisse Thibel's on this team, mm-hmm. Josh Green, uh, Dyson Daniels, who's like my f- one of my favorite players from that draft class, really good draft class. Josh Giddy is like uh, transcendent sometimes and just it's already thrown some of the craziest bounce passes I've seen in years in, the, in these exhibition games. So, like, I love Australia, love everything that they're about, and it wouldn't shock me at all if they. I don't know how far that like I someone tried to explain to me like how this tournament actually works the other day and I I my 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 eyes just like kind of glazed over but if they like go really far it wouldn't surprise me. I'm so happy about this. This was like I this I was saw you I, your fist. This was a team I wanted to talk about. They are so fun. They are so fun. Um Josh Giddy is basically like the the Ty Halliburton of, you know, upside down earth world. And he's just like <laughs> him and Matisse Seibel are just such a perfect yin and yang, too. Like, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, they're just they're 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 really fun. And like I just love the way that like man, is so fast. And then like Giddy is trying to push it every single like the second he touches the ball, he's looking up to the floor to see who's running, who he can get it up to, or if he's gonna be the guy that takes it. Like you said, some incredible bounce passes. They all play really well off each other. They have yeah, they have like they don't have an all-star level NBA talent, although I think, you know, maybe down the line Giddy could could be that. He's easily one of my favorite players in the NBA to watch. He's like he brings like a European flair to to the NBA. So like the, he's just like, he's always like one step ahead, you know, it's like these players that are a little bit off kilter in a way, but like some players are off kilter and they're a step behind. You're like, Oh, that kind of works. Like, you know, like Leandro Barbosa, it was kind of like that where it's like, you kind of trick you. Oh yeah. Um, but like, he's <laughs> like, Giddy is actually just a little bit ahead of the game. And like, yeah, he's just, he's awesome to watch. Um, they both have great hair. So like when they're running the break together, it's just like, like flopping in the wind you just you know like the 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 visuals of it it's fun um and and Ingles is also kind of one of those guys too like he can like he's a really quick passer he can obviously uh, space the floor he's really smart like they're a really fun team to watch like regardless of like how far they go they're going to be one of the teams that you know if they have like a matchup with a good team i'm going to try to watch it and like no disrespect to eric gordon playing for the bahamas but like I feel like everyone on Team Australia, they have like a lot of pride for putting on that jersey, like suiting up on behalf of their country and where they grew up. And um, a lot of people have been in that pro, a lot of these players have been in that program for a long, long time. And I just think like that, res- not, I'm not saying like Eric Gordon. I don't even know what I'm saying about Eric Gordon. I just think it's kind of weird that he's playing for the Bahamas, frankly. Dude, like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like just seeing Joe Ingles there in that jersey and Patty Mills is like really cool. And I know that Giddy's been there. He's only been in the league. He's one of the youngest players in the NBA. He's only been in the league. This will be his third year mm-hmm. coming up. But he's been playing for Team Australia, like through their farm system or whatever, for a really long time since he was a young teenager. So, um, that's just really cool. And they have like a playing style that they know and like the chemistry is there. Like, I, yeah. I just, I, I, just I, I love everything about it. Like Dante Exum, he's been a part of that program for a really, really long time. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. I think the other thing that really, um, another team that really has that too is team Canada um, where 
the thing that's beneficial about that is not only like the pride you have for playing for the program, but also the fact that like you might have like known of some of the players that you're playing with since you were like seven years old or something, you know, you might have played mm-hmm. with them. You might have been in AAU, like you might have been in like, you know, U16, you know, Team Canada, you know, it's just like there's there's so many of those sort of like long term chemistry building moments um and i'm just kind of trying to set you up here because i'm assuming that nestria is next <laughs> no really he's not okay um i have sga well my next sga is not next okay. um anthony edwards is next Ooh. okay and so i don't know it's like this is a perfect time to have that conversation um as you were talking, by the way, I was like, should I just swap SGA and Ant on my list that's totally fake and that I made up like two hours ago? Or am I going to stay committed to it? You know, I'm going to stay committed to it. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Right, so I, I can't, I'm not willy nilly about it. Um, so I have Ant three. And I think Ant is, can I just say like outside of, I think it's pretty obvious why he's, the best player on this team, right? We agree that he's the best player on Team USA. I think that's been like established. Um, I feel like honestly, it's not so, like none of this is like really surprising to me. Like this whole arc and his evolution and like him being where he is right now in his career, entering year four, I believe. Yeah, year four. Like, he should be doing this. He's always played really well in, I mean, he's had a few stinkers in the postseason, but for the most part, like shows up for big games and has like incredible performances. Um, he was a total nightmare for the Memphis Grizzlies a couple years mm-hmm. ago. I thought, honestly, if I had to pick one individual player who gave the Denver nuggets, the most trouble, it would be Anthony Edwards. Like all due respect to Devin Booker, and KD for that series and what they did in Phoenix. Um, LeBron, AD, uh, Jimmy Butler, Bama DeBio, you know, a lot of really great players that the Denver Nuggets played on their way to winning it all. But I wrote this story about, you know, Nikola Jokic's defense in the finals. And so I watched a ton of film and like Anthony Edwards was just like feasting in that series. And you look at his numbers and they are amazing. Um, and, I just think like that team played as competitively against the Nuggets as any because primarily because of Anthony Edwards and his aggression, his ability to get to the rim pretty much whenever he wants. And I wrote this story in the middle of last season about him. And at the time, I think he led the league by a substantial margin in like long twos with your foot on the three point line. And oh, it was just like, wow, the Derek Fisher. Yeah, so it's just like, if you, if you exactly if you just tweak a little part of his game like superstardom is really not far off and so i feel like if he were to be a i feel like he's a top 25 player right now easily by the end of this season or by the all-star break uh he could somewhat easily be a top 12 player in the NBA. Like that wouldn't shock me at all. And assuming health for all of his teammates, assuming, you know, obviously like Mike Conley, Jaden McDaniels, um, Kat, Rudy, I feel like last year was a big transitional 
season in a lot of ways where you know fitting fitting in next to Rudy is not easy. It's like it takes an adjust it takes time to adjust to how he wants the ball. The fact that obviously he takes up space in the paint. Um, Anna's talked about that, but also playing with D'Angelo Russell for the first half of the season was kind of not a nightmare, but not play. It's not like playing with Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. So I just think Ant should have a, I thought last year was like kind of a breakout year in a lot of ways. Um, obviously he made the all-star team. He was an all NBA candidate and I feel like, and he had a really good postseason for what it was, but I feel like he should have another breakout year and that that should be expected, frankly, from someone who was selected first overall, who's, I mean, Pat Beverly compared him to Michael Jordan after his rookie year. And it's like, oh, Pat Bev says a lot of crazy stuff for sure. But that was just like, that caught my, like, people don't say that. People don't compare anyone to like Michael Jordan. NBA players don't do stuff like that. And Eric Spolstra is not comparing anybody to Dwayne Wade. Like, that's just not something that Eric Spolstra is going to do. So, yeah, I just think Ant, we should have, like, we should see this as something that, was expected and it shouldn't be very surprising. I feel like mm-hmm. it's not ultimately that surprising, honestly. Right. Like, yeah. I think that's really the point that you're making here is like, he is <laughs> like, <laughs> this is who he's supposed to be. And it's been, it's been abundantly clear from like the moment that we watched him play basketball. He's just like, he has the thing he has it, you know, like I, it's, Sometimes it really is as simple as that. Like you can see it in the way that he walks. He kind of looks like Michael Jordan. And I feel like he has, he has like a rookie Jordan sort of like demeanor. And he also has like the stud earrings and just like the walk and like the swagger and all that stuff. Like he, he completely like presents himself. Like he is going to be a superstar one day. Uh, But he also like, you know, he like puts in the work too. And he wants, he's incredibly athletic, but he wants to be better at all the other stuff as well. And he's had, he's had a lot to adjust to in Minnesota and he will continue Mm -hmm. to have a lot to adjust to in Minnesota. So I don't know, like he is playing for team USA. This is a hotbed for future super team construction. And, you know, the other the other day oh, he just he did he did say, spicy. he did say that um, after I think it was after their win against Germany they won five like you know they won, they went five and zero oh, and he was like you know he he said he hasn't had fun like this in a minute. Yikes! Well, I don't know. You know, he said it. Timberwolves fans, please do not get upset. Um, I'm not starting any rumors. Hey, he's locked up until uh, 2029, but that is just a feature of Team USA. Things happen. Cat as the franchise player, a lot of the things that happened there were not his fault. I'm a firm believer in yeah, that. Of course. Um, but Ant feels in, like a different level of franchise player in a lot of ways and is able to kind of carry a lot of the responsibilities that come with that yeah. with less effort, I guess is how I would put it. Um, and also like... He is low key or maybe high key, I don't know, but he can be like an all defensive team member pretty easily. I feel like when he once his career starts to really hit stride, like he's one of the better on ball defenders at his position already when he puts his mind to it and he's got all the physical tools 
and just like I think him on that end is almost as intriguing to me as just a guy who can effortlessly average like 29, 30 points a game in the NBA for an entire season. I think you're kind of seeing that on this stage too, right? Like these had moments where he's just decided that he's going to like count guys as soon as they cross half court. Um, and like with his physicality on this stage in particular too, like he can be an absolute nightmare. And if he doesn't, you know, he's obviously like been like the leading man for team USA, but on nights when he doesn't necessarily have to do that, like I would love to see him just go full on, like clamp down. I'm putting all of my energy, Tony Allen style onto like locking up. I don't know. Like maybe like Dennis Schroeder or something like he's like, but they struggle. Hell yeah. Like Jalen Brunson struggled with that matchup. Like maybe you, maybe you throw him out on like that's actually something that team usa is probably going to need an answer to as well like i'd be i'd be curious to see if we just if we see something like that in the tournament like obviously this team has mikhail bridges and this is the first time i've said his name so apologies to mikhail who's amazing and love him he's he's the best on ball defender um on the team but i think ant can honestly like i don't know if he's ever going to be as good as mikhail at that but for stretches, like I just think about like LeBron locking up Tony Parker in the finals mm-hmm. or guarding him or guarding Derrick Rose at the end of those like Eastern Conference finals <laughs> games. Yeah. Like I feel like Ant can he's not as physical and as imposing and as large, but he can do that stuff. He has a tool. Exactly. Um so yeah, Ant. I feel like, is he overqualified for this team or no? You think he's like, this is like actually a perfect be the guy on FIBA 2023 Team USA. Like that's where you are in your career. You should do that. Or because I I look around at this team and like no disrespect, there's a lot of insanely talented players on it. All stars, Mm -hmm. um, all NBA guys. Uh and some of the best players in the world are in the tournament, and we're, we're going to talk about two more in a second. But like, is he is he overqualified for this team? Or no, or this no? is exactly where yeah. he should be. You okay. know, like just having the opportunity to learn from like Steve Kerr, from Eric Spolstra, to like play alongside other really good players. Um, like this is going to be like the most talent he's ever played with. Uh, and you know, like, and Chris Finch is a great coach. Like, it's like no disrespect to Chris Finch at all, but like just getting to see the game and your game through the lens of, of great coaches like that, especially Eric Spolster. Like he made the Dwayne Wade comparison, but it's also like, you know, this is a guy who has experience coaching somebody who is not all that different from you. We actually like, you know, they, they share a college coach too. And, and, and Tom Crean, like they are kind of a similar ilk of player where like, you know, their athleticism, their slashing, their aggression and finding the nuance in those so that like they don't just become like a blunt force instrument and like that caps are ceiling like that that is actually going to be like huge for him the fact that anthony edwards already has the step back three though like oh my god he's just uh i love anthony edwards um okay so number two i don't think it's very um i don't think there's a lot of drama here but it's it's shay uh Tell me, tell me why you thought that Shea should be or could be three. I'm interested in that. No, just because of how good Ant was. Like, there's nothing, nothing against Shea in that. State. Why do you hate Shea? <laughs> You're up. I hate my country. <laughs> I'm not a patriot. <laughs> um, 
like, I mean, Shay's amazing. I don't, you know, I thought about putting Dylan Brooks here, but uh, I went with Shay instead. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's just like, he's unguardable regardless of what the rules are. He's impervious to them. I feel like he can be someone who lives at the free throw line in this tournament. He's mm-hmm. someone who can go and shoot 44% behind the three point line. Um, like non corner, uh, I, you know, he could live in the pain as he does, um, at the NBA level. Like he's, this guy was first team all NBA, like one of the best players in the world and showed it all last season. Uh, I'm really wishing that I really want to see the SGA Jamal Murray backcourt. Mm-hmm. Like I I just I really want to see that. I'm kind of bummed that we're getting robbed of it in this tournament because that would be so fun to watch. Um like those two on the same oh my goodness, like that's just basketball nirvana for me. Um but yeah, Shay in terms of just talent and what he's capable of it's kind of it was kind of a no brainer for me to put him here. Yeah. Where how far do you think Team Canada can go? Where like do you have do you have them high up in your power rankings? Yeah, for sure. Like it wouldn't. I'm not expecting them to win this whole tournament, but like I did look at their. Um, Mark Stein wrote a great preview of this uh, of of FIBA in his Substack, and. In it, he kind of laid out how difficult the paths were for different teams. And like Team USA is an incredibly easy path to advancing. Um, Canada's path is apparently very difficult. Yeah, so that'll you start be, off with France. That's not fun. Yeah. So that that could be a little tricky. But in terms of their talent and like the fact that they will have like the fact that you have to go up against Dylan Brooks and Lou Dort at the same time is just hilarious. And also SGA is an amazing defender too. Um, yeah. Plus Kelly Olenek. Mm-hmm. Like they just have it all really. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> is, is there a team, by the way, is there a trio that is going to benefit more from the three point line being closer in than those three? <laughs> it's a good call. Um, very good call. Uh, so I just, a lot of reasons to love, um, this team, I like, I didn't say RJ Barrett yet, who had like an amazing exhibition game against, I forget which team, I think Germany, um, could be wrong about that, but like, obviously an incredible talent in his own right and will have a huge role. So, so yeah, it's Canada could win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm kind of just expecting team USA to win and maybe I'm foolish to do so. No, I don't think that's foolish. I think like they are, they're going to have a challenge, but they are the most talented team. Canada is pretty close. And I think like, well, should we talk about number one? My guy. Um, Yeah. Number one is Luka Doncic. Um, Ever heard of him? You you included that. (laughs) You included that pass. Uh, that you already mentioned earlier in our conversation, but you included a, a clip of it in your column. That pass was just like, I love, this is why I love basketball. Like what is, what is even happening? How did he, how did he see his teammate in the corner? How did he get the ball there? He threw it through like three defenders who all like 
expected the pass. It's, it seemed like they had their arms up and ready to deflect it and no one could like just, it had to be perfect. It was perfect. Luca looks like he's um, fit in a way that I, I don't recall seeing since I've ever uh, heard of Luka Doncic. Uh, it just feels really scary. Um, the fact that he's uh, the only NBA player in his team, obviously, doesn't really matter. I feel like he's so special that he's kind of he the only NBA player on his NBA team anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, um, he just like lifts everybody around him. He's super special basketball player, all time generational talent, and you really can't do anything with him. So uh, it was really easy to put him number one and. I just I I hope he stays healthy uh, throughout this tournament, and I hope his team goes as far as possible because I I just love watching him play and love particularly watching him like be a quote unquote underdog. Um, just thinking about like what he did against the Clippers in those two playoff series is just some of the most amazing basketball you'll ever see, and he wasn't in peak physical condition for those and Kawhi Leonard was guarding him. I love that he's like two years in a row been in better physical condition for like playing for Slovenia than he has for the Mavericks. Just priorities, baby. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Nation comes first. Um, uh, Yeah, he, I mean, he he gives Slovenia the chance to actually win, which is really just awesome and something that's going to be really fun to watch. And he's probably, he probably makes him... like in terms of like the watchability rankings, like he makes them top three easily, maybe top two. Um, and this is a team, like it kind of reminds me of the Mavs where like they could catch a heater from three and Luca could just keep feeding them. And there's just nothing you can do. Like, I think if it comes down to it, like the Canadians probably have the best chance of actually guarding him because they have Lou Dort. Um, we have seen what this guy has done to Mikhail Bridges. Um, don't need to see any more of it. He's just like, if you don't have a lot of strength and like and girth, like you're just not doing anything with him. Like the way guys are just bouncing off of him in these FIBA so games is hilarious. Him? Who guards him for Team USA? Yeah, if you're Steve Kerr, who do you put on him? I probably start. Uh, I probably go with Ingram to start, just because like you get a little bit more size and. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you do go with Mikhail because, like, he is still Mikhail. But, like, you just kind of know how that story ends. And you like having Jaron Jackson at the rim, too. But, like, then you're, I don't know, man. Like, Luca's going to get him in foul trouble pretty quick there. And then, then like, then you got to just start. You're, you're scrambling a little bit. He could, he could have him scrambling, especially if they're, if they're hitting threes. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, like, don't count out a team that has Luca on it ever. But except for last year's Mavs, which I did count out. Um, we'll also be counting out this this year's. <laughs> <laughs> what about Josh Hart? Would that be like? Could you like? Is he? Is he? Is, he, is, he, is, he, is this the reason why he's on the team? For, too small. Yeah, he's yeah. too small. I might try Paulo. Yikes! That could be tough. Um, he's got the size. But yeah, he's not a bad like isolation he defender. He just you know he can't. Yeah. Do the yeah. stuff, but you got to navigate a lot of pick and rolls. Though. Yeah. got to navigate a lot of pick and rolls. Yeah, this is true. This is true. 
Yeah. So in conclusion, Luca will single-handedly beat Team USA in the championship. I think that that's our that's our preview of of FIBA. That's yeah, what I everyone like should that. expect to see. Frankly, I like that yeah. bold prediction. Kind of what I'm rooting. That's kind I'm of what I'm rooting for, for now. Yeah, that's what I want to see happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this was fun. I'm glad that we got to catch up with a microphone. Um, and Absolutely. I hope that you get some rest because you just got back yesterday, right? I did. I am jet lagged. Mm-hmm. I am very jet lagged, but I'm sure everything I said on this podcast made a lot of sense. It was all coherent. Um, I think I said a lot dumber stuff than you, and I've been back for like two or four <laughs> days. Oh, I still, I'm still in that place where like I'm eating, I'm eating like lunch, and I'm realizing that it's actually dinner. So I need like a second lunch because I need more food. Then by the time mm-hmm. dinner comes around, I'm like, I don't, I don't know about all this. I'm not at that level yet, but I'm getting mm-hmm. there soon um i'm forgetting to eat meals altogether so uh not at your level quite yet with wow the ad- that's like le- part of the adjustment yeah. um quite look good don't you but, but, <laughs> yeah, totally. but this was fun now i'm you know to be honest with you i wasn't super pumped about uh this entire tournament until we had this conversation oh yeah I'm not gonna lie yeah you excited now I am. I'm. I'm. I'm very excited. Okay. I'm gonna wake up at four a.m. <laughs> You're gonna be awake at four a.m. Uh, uh, that's true. <laughs> I have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either gonna. It's either gonna be the baby or it's gonna be jet lag. So I mean, that's mm-hmm. yeah. Like, keep, ride it out. Ride, would you? Would you be willing to ride that out for the entire sixteen day stretch of the tournament? Let's do it. Okay. Sure. Sweet. Am I getting paid extra? I mean, I'm like, I, I, that's above my pay grade. I would, I would pay you extra if I could. Hell yeah. We can talk to Bill about it. It could be like a game. Maybe we could do like a, just like a limited series on FIBA. And the whole bit is that you're delirious and like, you know, there's like a baby crying in the back and you could also like provide Callie some relief too. Like every single time he starts crying for the next, like the next 16 days. I got it. I got it, honey. <laughs> but also I'll only be watching Spain games. Like whatever their game, I have to just watch Spain and give the, I'll have to remember who plays on the team, memorize their roster. That could be an interesting wrinkle potentially. Um, I'm going to Google who's playing for Spain as soon as we finish Defending this episode. Champs, yeah. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fun pod. Uh, <laughs> thanks for waking up. Thanks for flying home. <laughs> Specifically for this, of course. Um, and we will talk to you guys very soon. 